I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, everybody. I'm Jordan. I'll be your host for the Kiwi Birth Tales podcast. It's my hope that you find support and comfort in these stories, and I'm really looking forward to bringing you today's episode. Just a reminder before we get started... All the details in these podcasts are personal experiences, each woman with her own opinions and thoughts on pregnancy and birth. While I hope that you find some useful advice in this podcast, you should always speak with a medical professional before making any important decisions. I'm not an advocate for any particular model of birth care, and this platform is simply used to share these empowering Kiwi birth tales with you all. Let's get into the episode. In this episode, I talk with Alana. Alana takes us through her two vaginal births, one in the bath and one standing. She touches on her very bad mastitis and trouble bonding with her second baby. This is a really honest episode and I hope you enjoy it. Hi Alana, thanks so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me, I'm so excited to be here. No problem. Um, Do you want to tell the listeners a little bit about you and your family, what you're up to at the moment where you live? Yeah, sure. Um, so I'm Alana and I'm 27 and my fiance Kerry. Um, we live on his family sheep and beef farm and we have two kids. Paisley is 20 months old and Heath is five months old. Yeah, and we're just busy on the farm. Paisley's got lots of pet animals. We've got calves and lambs and yeah, it's great. She loves it. She loves being outside. So yeah. Awesome. Great. And had you and your partner always wanted to have a family? Did you plan to get pregnant? Had you sort of been talking about that for a while or how was that process for you? Um, Yeah, I've definitely always wanted children. I think from like the moment my younger sister was born, I became a mother. (laughs) Mum, I even call my siblings (laughs) the kids. So (laughs) it was always in the cards for me. Um, And Kerry like definitely wanted kids too. So We kind of travelled around overseas for um, a couple of years and when we came home, it was only about maybe three months after coming home, we decided, we kind of started talking about wanting to have children and I think we just kind of were in the mindset of like, I stopped taking my pill and we just thought, well, if it happens now, then great. If it takes a little while, then we're still young and we've got plenty of time. We just kind of wanted to give ourselves enough time in case we had any problems, but we didn't have any problems. <laughs> we got pregnant with Paisley quite quickly. So it was nice for us. Oh, awesome. That's great. And how did you find out that you were pregnant with Paisley? Did you have early symptoms or did you miss a period? You just knew? Um, yeah, I didn't really have any symptoms. I think I think maybe my period was late. So I think in my lunch break at work, I went and brought a pregnancy test. And then um, when I got home from work, I took the test. So Kerry wasn't at home yet. I think I'd taken maybe a couple of tests like previous to this one and they were both negative. So I just kind of was in the same mindset it was going to be negative. I didn't really have like a feeling that this one was going to be different. So I just took it when I got home from work and the double lines showed up like almost instantly. Um, so I kind of just stayed yeah. at home stressing a bit, like 
oh my gosh, how am I going to tell Kerry? <laughs> so I had netball training that night. Um, so he got home from work and I didn't say anything to him. I just kept quiet. And then I went off to my netball training and um, on my way home from netball training, I called into the warehouse and I brought a little onesie that says, I love dad. Um, and so when <laughs> I got home from netball training, I just said to Kerry like, I've got something for you and I'd like shove the little onesie into my handbag and I just pulled that out and gave that to him and that was how I told him. Oh, awesome. Very cool. Yeah. And how was the rest of your pregnancy once you found out? So did you have much morning sickness or anything else sort of going on during that nine months? Um, I had a bit of morning sickness, but um, like, I guess I was... I was like vomiting quite a lot and my midwife gave me some medication to help me keep like fluids and stuff down. Um, and I took that for a little while, but in the back of my mind, I was like quite conscious of, you know, like there was the whole thalidomide <laughs> saga obviously years ago. And I know things are a lot different now, but I started taking, I stopped taking that, um, about maybe 10 weeks or so. And then, um, at 13 weeks, basically like bang on, it just stopped. And everything was really easy after that. Um, they did find in my initial blood screening that I had a foreign antibody in my blood. They actually don't really know where I contracted mm-hmm. it. Like the only way you can get it is through like crossing of blood. So like a blood transfusion or something, which I've never had. So it's still a little bit of a mystery. But um, yeah, I just right. had to be monitored under pediatricians for that um, just because it's a foreign body if it crossed my placenta to the baby and got into the baby's bloodstream um the baby's body would basically like attack it but because they're so little their body didn't really know when to stop and it could attack all its own red blood cells um Uh, so they just had to monitor that my levels didn't get too high um but they were always quite low so it wasn't like a huge concern throughout my pregnancy and it didn't affect me in any way so um, yeah, it was basically quite an easy pregnancy, really. And did you have any thoughts or plans on where you might want to deliver and what method of care you might use? So midwife or doctor, birth centre, what were your sort of thoughts there? Yeah, I um, I got a midwife um, and at the time in my town, the hospital was basically the only place you could have a baby unless you wanted a home birth. We didn't have the birthing centre built by then. Um, so yeah, my only options really were midwife and at the hospital, which I was fine with, with the antibody problem anyway, I had to kind of be in hospital anyway, because, um, if anything went wrong and I needed blood transfusion, then, um, I need like special blood. (laughs) So, um, yeah, I had to go to the hospital, but that was fine with me. Cool. And did you go to any birth classes or anything like that leading up to your labour? Yeah, I did. I went to um, antenatal, antenatal classes. It was over a weekend and that was really great. To be honest, like I kind of went to the antenatal classes more um, to meet people that were pregnant. At the time, I didn't really have a lot of friends that have kids or yeah. were having kids. So I just really wanted to like meet some people. And um, I actually, well, I met a lot of lovely people there and we're all still friends and um one of the girls that I met there is one of my closest friends now so um it was definitely awesome in that aspect yeah (laughs) yeah cool and did you do sort of any other research or did you feel like you were just going to take it as it comes in terms of your labor and birth yeah I think I just was just going to take it as it came 
I mean, like, I'm really close with my mum, so um, we would talk quite a lot about like her experiences with labour and I didn't really have any yeah. hard and fast ideas of something exactly that I wanted. I was just kind of happy to go with whatever happened. I was like, I did want to have a water birth, but it wasn't something that I was dead set on. So yeah, I guess I just went in with an open mind. And- awesome. And how far along were you when you went into labour? Do you want to take us through that and then into your birth story now? Yeah, sure. I was, um, I went into labour with Paisley. It was like the wee hours of the morning. And I think at that stage I was 39 weeks and two days. <laughs> and, um, but I had a really long early labour. So that was on Thursday morning. So I laboured all day Thursday and my, um, my midwife came and checked me and I was really like only just in the early stages, like, only like a centimetre dilated kind of thing. And my contractions were super irregular, so I could have like an hour's gap between them. So it was really early stages. But we went into my parents' house in Fielding because we live on the farm. We're about an hour away from the hospital. We just wanted to be a bit closer. So we went there and um, it was Thursday night. My contractions kind of basically stopped. I was really upset because at that point I just wanted things to kind of get going and have the baby but it was quite good in hindsight because it meant that I got a night's rest on um Thursday night and then Friday they started up again and I basically labored all day Friday again and we were doing all kinds of things you know went for walks ate pineapple ate spicy foods (laughs) all the tricks that apparently are supposed (laughs) to work and I think it was about like 4 p.m um my midwife asked me to come into hospital and she checked me again. And I think I was only like three centimetres dilated. So she gave me a stretch and sweep. And she also um, gave me some quite heavy drugs like codeine and some sleeping pills and sent me home and just basically said to try and get some rest. And so we went home and um, I went upstairs and started to try and like go to sleep. But my contractions quickly started to get like really strong. And then about, must have been about like 9.30 or 10 o'clock, my mum came in and said like, you know, how are you feeling? And by this time I was in a lot of pain. We decided to ring my midwife and just say that in an hour's time, if because my contractions were still quite irregular, um, that if my contractions weren't regular, we were just going to come into the hospital anyway and I was going to get an epidural so I could just get some rest because like by now I was exhausted so we decided to do that and we went into the hospital and on the way into the hospital I just vomited like everywhere (laughs) it was it was huge and my mum was like I think you're getting closer now (laughs) so we got to hospital (laughs) and my midwife was like hard and fast on the fact that like I wasn't angry enough yet so when we got there she didn't think I was very dilated yet either But when she checked me, I was eight centimetres, so um, things were definitely on their way. So they, I had to go on the monitor because Paisley's heart rate was a little bit up and down, and my midwife just um, kind of kept saying it was because I was dehydrated, so they put me um, on IV fluids. But I really wanted to get into the bath, so my midwife let me get into the bath. We just had like the IV fluids on a drip bag, and it came with me. And I think I hopped in, as I like hopped into the bath, my waters broke. And basically, like just from then, I needed to push. So this must have been about like half past 12, I'd say, by then. 
and my body basically just took over like I couldn't stop the pushing like it just was happening so um I just went with it and I think to be honest I think I was quite high on drugs like the drugs that she'd given me really knocked me for a six so like even now the whole concept of time I've just got no idea where the time actually went but it felt like I really only pushed about five times and Paisley was born and um they handed her to me because we didn't know what we were having so um they kind of handed it to me but I was so dazed that I just didn't even think to look and Kerry was like to me what is it and we saw it was a girl so that was really exciting but then I started bleeding a bit so the midwife kind of rushed me out of the bath and she gave Paisley to Kerry and they put me on the bed and I had like a really slight tear so they kind of fixed that up and took the placenta out and all of that so um but the time when I was on the bed Paisley had Kerry so I didn't really have that like skin to skin time probably for like the first hour but then once that was all sorted they gave me Paisley and she um like started looking for the nipple straight away and yeah it was it was nice once I got her I think at the time I'd say my birth experience was quite nice but I think in hindsight I kind of wished I maybe wasn't so high on like sleeping pills or something because I think (laughs) I was just like really out of it yeah (laughs) awesome and how long did you spend in the hospital were you able to go home quite quickly or um, yeah, I think we spent like two days. We went back. Paisley was born about quarter past one. And then, like, obviously we went back. This was in the morning. And then um, we went to our room and Kerry had to go home because they're not allowed to stay the night. And um, the next day yeah. we were trying to get Paisley to feed and she was just quite, like, she wasn't really, like, waking up. So the midwives came in and they started trying to like express some like hand express some milk off me and they put it in a syringe and tried to like feed her like that and she just like wouldn't wake so they um they kind of rushed her out of the room and she basically her temperature had dropped so low that she was almost like kind of in shut down so like they couldn't wake her up mm. and um, yeah, they had to get a pediatrician to come in and they did all kinds of tests on her and they put her under heat lamps and they were just, I basically sat on a chair and like, excuse the pun, but they were just milking me like a cow. Like they just were hand expressing so much milk off me and just trying to like syringe it all in her mouth, try and just get her to wake up and like bring her body temperature back up. Um, so that was really mm-hmm. scary. We had to stay in for like a little bit longer for her just to be monitored and stuff. They think that potentially my antibody had um, affected my placenta and Paisley may have lost a bit of weight in my womb towards the end um, because she was really like quite skinny and um, a lot of loose skin. So yeah, they're not quite sure exactly what happened, but um, she was fine once she got warmed up again. And yeah, we went home and we only were in for two days anyway, so yeah, we just took her home and it was quite nice getting home and just kind of trying to relax into it all. And it's a bit hectic when they're first born. And Yeah. And how did you sort of find the next couple of months? Was she breastfeeding okay? And what was her sleep pattern like? How did you recover from birth? Breastfeeding was really difficult for me. I probably about day three or four, no, probably about day three, I started getting like really cracked nipples and they were all blistering and they were just becoming a real state and I was dreading feeding Paisley because it was so painful my mum was staying with us and she was trying to help me through it but 
it was just becoming worse and worse. And um, I have quite a bad like oversupply issue with, I don't have very many um, like ducts for it to come out of. So um, I was finding that I was getting like more milk than I could get out. And um, I couldn't really express very well either. So then I started developing like mastitis. It was about day five. Paisley just wouldn't latch. Um, I couldn't get her on no matter what I tried. So my midwife came out and we probably spent like a good hour trying to get Paisley to latch on. And by this stage, she started going about six hours without a feed and she was only five days old. So we decided to put her on a bottle of formula and she took that straight away like no issues at all. So um, it was kind of like a really hard decision at the time. I felt like I was failing and my mum had breastfed me and all my siblings. And I just, I didn't even really think about not being able to. I just thought I would be able to and there wouldn't be an issue at all. So it was quite hard to come to terms with. But when I made the decision to do it, it just felt like a weight off my shoulders. And I just felt like I was better able to enjoy Paisley after that because I wasn't dreading feeding her. But yeah. I did develop quite bad mastitis, and at day six, I was admitted back into hospital um, on IV antibiotics. My temperature and blood pressure were just through the roof. <laughs> I spent a couple of days back in hospital with Paisley on IV antibiotics to get the mastitis cleared up. And they did ask me if I wanted to attempt breastfeeding again once the mastitis was gone, but... I was just, I think I was just happy in the bottles by then. And yeah, I just didn't really want to go back through it all over again. So we stuck with the bottles and that was great. Like there's definitely benefits to bottle feeding, you know, like Kerry could get up and do a night feed and all that kind of thing. So I definitely felt like my bonding started with Paisley when I stopped breastfeeding. Yeah, like I say, better able to enjoy my time with her rather than dread it really. (laughs) Did you always plan to have more than one baby or what was the sort of thought process there? Did you get your period back reasonably quickly because you weren't breastfeeding anymore or how long did that take? Yeah, um, I think I got my period back about, Paisley was about four months old. I've Yeah, I've definitely always wanted more children, like more children were definitely on the cards, but Heath was a very big surprise. <laughs> I mean, I feel so silly when I say that because, you know, I'm an adult. I know how babies are made. Um, I think I just was so <laughs> naive in the fact that um, I wouldn't get pregnant so soon after having a baby, which obviously is yeah. not true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cool. And so how did you find out that you were pregnant with Heath? So my friend that I met um, in antenatal class that I mentioned before, she, so her her firstborn is a month older than Paisley. And then um, she got pregnant with her second very quickly. And she had told me that she was pregnant. Uh, like kind of her bringing that up just kind of made me think, you know, oh, you know, I wonder when we might have a second. So Kerry and I, that night, we spoke about when we might look at trying for another baby. And um, we kind of wanted to try and plan it around the busy times on the farm and stuff. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Like that. So um, we'd had a bit of a discussion about it. And then that night we went to bed and I just kind of lay in bed and I was thinking, I don't know when I had my period last. And so I just <laughs> kind of 
thought, oh no, maybe I should check. So I think the next day I went and brought a pregnancy test and I just was so, in my mind, I was almost 100% sure, like, no, I won't be pregnant. So I took the test. It was just the middle yeah. of the day. I was at home by myself with Paisley. And when the two lines showed up, I just about, I think I wanted to vomit. <laughs> I I had to grab the <laughs> test to double check, like, you know, the box to double check what the positive sign looked like because I was just in such disbelief. And, yeah, mm-hmm. I just kind of sat in the lounge in total shock with, like, a little six-month-old baby sitting in front of me, and I just <laughs> it was a total whirlwind of emotions. Um, I rang my friend from my antenatal class because obviously I knew she was pregnant with her second too, and I just talked to her for a bit, and it made me feel better, kind of knowing that there was someone going through it at the same time as me. Yeah, and then when Gary yeah. came home from work, I just basically was like, "I'm pregnant," <laughs> and I think he just was in total shock as well. I think his reaction was just like, no way. And that was about it. (laughs) Cool. And so how was the rest of Heath's pregnancy for you? Did you have any different symptoms to Paisley or? I guess it was a little bit different. I definitely wasn't anywhere near as sick with Heath. Like I might've only been sick a couple of times with him. So that was definitely a lot nicer, especially considering I had a little baby to be looking after as well. Yeah. But otherwise, it was pretty much the same, like another kind of easy pregnancy. Um, I was under an obstetrician again for my blood um, antibody, and it was actually in my second pregnancy that, you know, when you get pregnant, you fill out kind of like those questionnaires, and they ask you about your family history and everything just to cover all basis of genetic disorders and stuff. And um, one thing they ask you is about any blood diseases in your family, um, which I didn't realize meant blood clots. (laughs) Because with Keith, I was at a different hospital, so I was under a different obstetrician. Um, She went through all my history of every blood test I've ever had done, and I've been tested for blood clots because um, my dad has had quite bad blood clots. Um, Mm -hmm. So I guess this time because we didn't really know this in my pregnancy with Paisley, I was kept under closer observation um, in my pregnancy with Heath and I was on blood thinners, obviously because of the risk of um, blood clots. So that was really the only thing that differed. Otherwise, my pregnancy was basically the exact same. Again, like neither of those things affected me and how I felt. So, yeah, it was a pretty easy pregnancy again. Awesome. And did you know that you were having a boy? No, we didn't find out again what we were having. So, um, And I really didn't have an inkling at all with what I was having. Like we didn't find out with Paisley, but I was almost 90% sure she was a girl. Um, Whereas this time around, I really didn't know. Like I felt quite different to my pregnancy with Paisley. So that made me think it was a boy. But then I know that you can have different pregnancies and have the same sex baby. So yeah, I (laughs) I really had no idea what it was going to (laughs) be. Awesome. And so how far along were you when you went into labor with Heath? I was 39 and... 39 and 3, we were at home one night and we were just sitting on the couch and I just kind of felt like a pop and I just was like, oh, that was weird. But I didn't have like an instant gush of waters or anything like that. Um, I kind of just walked. I walked to the bathroom and no waters leaked out at all. Um, When I sat down on the toilet, a bit of water came out then and I was like, oh, I think my waters have broke. So... I sent a message to my midwife and she just said, like, obviously just keep an eye on 
your contractions now and stuff. So um, over the course of the evening, like a little bit more fluid leaked out, but it was really hardly anything. And then, yeah, my contractions started that night. So, yeah, it was like 8 p.m. And then they weren't really, they didn't develop like really quickly. We stayed at home this time because we went to a different hospital and my parents came out to our house and um, looked after well, they were just here so that when um, we needed to go to hospital, um, someone was here to look after Paisley. I think like, I went to bed that night and I might have got like a couple of hours sleep, but they started to get a bit more intense in like the wee hours of the morning. So I just came out into our lounge and kind of laboured out there. And by the next morning, they still weren't very strong. So, um, But because my waters had broken, like you can only go 12 hours um, before you need like antibiotics. So at 8 a.m., my midwife said that I needed to come into hospital so that they could um, check me and everything. So we went into hospital at 8 and I was only two centimeters dilated. And because my waters had broken, they needed to start me on like oxytocin, what they use to like induce your labor, just because they needed to like speed things up because obviously they didn't want to risk me contracting anything because my waters had broke. So I was really upset because as much as I kind of go into birthing with an open mind, I definitely don't really like the idea of um, intervention. You know, I would I would prefer my body to do it on its own. And my midwife that I have, um, she doesn't do epidurals. So um, she basically said to me, like, if you want an epidural, then you just need to have a hospital midwife. And I said, like, no, I definitely don't want an epidural. Um, but I did know in the back of my mind that oxytocin can um, make your labor kind of harder. <laughs> so yeah. I was a little bit nervous about what my decision could cost me in the end. But they put a monitor on my tummy and they started getting all the staff ready to put the ox to start giving me the oxytocin. Um, and that took quite a while. Like by the time they'd made all the decisions and spoken to the doctors and stuff, the hospital midwife came in about maybe about just after nine, like quarter past nine to start trying to put the drip in my hand. And um, by this time my contractions were starting to get like really intense and I was kind of, laying on the bed thinking like I'm sure I'm getting further along but it had only been 40 minutes since I was two centimeters so I was like oh it can't be so the um, midwife was trying to put the drip in my hand but I was having a contraction every like it felt like every 30 seconds and so every time she was about to stick yeah. a needle in my hand I would have another contraction so it was taking her a long time to try and get um, <laughs> the drip in my hand I think she finally got it in, and once that was in, I said to my midwife, can I please hop off the bed because I don't like to labour lying down on a bed. So yeah. I was allowed to hop off, and I stood just on the side of the bed with like my hands on the bed, and I'd just rest my head on. And I was also sucking on gas. I just kind of was like, oh, something's changing. Like I kind of felt a different urge than just contractions, and so I started kind of yelling. I had really no idea whereabouts my midwife was in the room because I couldn't see her. She was actually like behind me at a desk. And so I just started yelling like, I need to push. I don't think anyone really moved very quickly because by this time it must have been about, I don't know, maybe quarter to 10. So we'd only been there coming up two hours. 
But yeah. my midwife, I was still wearing my undies and everything. My midwife came over and checked and <laughs> sure enough, like the head was right there. So they just kind of oh like stripped me down and yeah, he came out so quickly. Um, it was a really different birth experience to Paisley in the fact that like, I really felt myself birthing Heath. I think with Paisley, like, I don't know if the water um, took away some of that feeling as well, but. I think maybe because I was quite high on those drugs, um, I don't really remember a lot of that. Whereas with Heath, I can remember like feeling him being birthed. And as much as it was painful, it was also like amazing. Um, just feeling him come out like that. It was really cool. Um, and then because I was standing, my midwife kind of caught him and then passed him up to me, um, like up to my chest. And it was then that we saw it was a boy and it was really emotional. I just started crying and it was definitely like, I guess a bit more special than Paisley's because I just think I was a lot more in the room and I wasn't quite so dazed. And did you have any tearing or anything like that or you were fine? Yeah, no, I didn't have any tearing with Heath, which I kind of thought I would because I had a slight tear with Paisley, but I think my midwife controlled my pushing a lot better. I had a different midwife with Heath because obviously I was at a different hospital, um, like in a different region. And I think yeah. she just controlled my um, pushing a lot better. Like with Paisley, I think at that last push, I pushed too hard and she kind of came out really quickly. Whereas with Heath, like my midwife yeah. told me to kind of stop pushing and he just kind of came out quite slowly in the end. So yeah, that was really nice. Very good. And how did he go at latching? Did you experience the same issues with breastfeeding this time around? Yeah. Well, I, um, <clears throat> before Heath was born, I expressed like, um, quite a lot of milk. It was all just hand expressing. Um, I expressed like over a hundred yeah. mils of milk just because in case I couldn't feed again, I wanted to have some there to maybe just even give myself a break for a few feeds. So he latched mm -hmm. on really good as well. Like, kind of like Paisley, like found the nipple quite quickly and had like really good feeds. He was definitely better than Paisley. Like he fed a lot. He, I think he just latched a lot better and he drank a lot better. So yeah. I think it didn't get sore as quickly, but it definitely, my nipple started getting very um, cracked and raw and blistered again. And going into my second child I said to myself like I'm not going to put myself through what I did the first time you know like I sh in hindsight I yeah. wish I hadn't have gone five days trying to feed Paisley like I wish I'd just pulled it at three days so I told myself that I wouldn't do that with Heath so yeah about like three days old I called it quits um again I really think it helped me I think I struggled even more with Heath um, for a bond initially because I think my whole pregnancy I was a little bit concerned about bringing a baby into our family when we still had such a young child and to say I didn't yeah. want the pregnancy is not exactly right but I definitely had my concerns so he was kind of born and you know with a young child still at home and she was kind of being moved from grandparent to grandparent to auntie and I really missed my time with her while I was in the hospital with Heath. And I think it almost made me like kind of mad at him for like taking away my time with my daughter. So in those yeah. first few days, I really struggled with quite a lot of emotional stress 
towards that, just having two young children and everything that goes along with just having a brand new baby anyway. So yeah, when I decided to stop breastfeeding, again, I felt like it just really helped me relax into my bond with him. Yeah, it just grew from there, basically. I, I do think it took longer than it did with Paisley. So for because of my blood clot history in my family, for 10 days after having Heath, I had to inject myself in my tummy. Um, it was a type of blood thinner just to prevent like blood clots. I guess they're like at high risk after um, having the baby. So um, that was kind of stressful as well. Like I don't have any fear of needles, but just doing it to yourself was um, kind of weird. And like it was quite sore, like it kind of bruised. And so I think that kind of added to my postpartum blues I guess you'd say um with Heath just having yeah, to for sure. go through that as well <laughs> yeah that I can imagine that would have made it quite difficult especially because you're already sort of having a bit of difficulty I guess and then you're also doing that would have been painful and, and definitely added to your stress yeah for sure it was um I kind of wish that I'd just been able to like stay in hospital when they do it but then because it was 10 days it was just a bit long to um, yeah. stay in hospital for that long but yeah, I guess it got easier towards the end, but um, yeah, it still wasn't nice. I feel like I started running out of room in my tummy. <laughs> yeah. And did you think that, so you sort of just were able to find your way out of that as time passed or did you talk to anyone about sort of feeling a bit upset? Um, I think I just managed to find a way out of it once I was better able to figure out how to give enough attention to Paisley and to give enough attention to Heath as well. But I think it's only really recently that I've kind of realised that <clears throat> I think my postpartum blues were also due to the fact of how I felt early on in my pregnancy with Heath, just because it was so unexpected and I kind of felt like I wasn't ready. I think they kind of connected. Um, once he was here, I think in those first few weeks it just made me feel like oh my god I wasn't ready what have I done and it all kind of connected back to finding out I was pregnant but yeah like I say I yeah. think once I just figured out how to handle the two kids um it became a lot easier and I think also too like we have so much family that lives so close by and they were all so amazing in helping us I definitely wouldn't have been able to get through it without them so yeah that definitely helped us I, and it was more about learning how to divide my time between the two children. Um, and once yeah. I kind of figured out how to do that, I think I became a lot more relaxed into it all. So, yeah, so he was formula fed from, yeah, like three days old, and he hasn't missed a beat either. So it's been great. <laughs> awesome. And how do they go together now? Does Paisley love being a big sister? Yeah, they're um they're great together now, like, Obviously, it's still very difficult. Like, they're still both so young and there's times when they both yeah. still really need me. But, yeah, Heath's getting a lot more, you know, he's becoming a lot more interactive. So Paisley finds him a lot more fun. And Heath absolutely adores Paisley. I mean, Paisley was an early crawler <laughs> and walker. But I think he's going to be even earlier because he just wants to be playing with her all the time. And she's not an overly attentive sister, so, like, she doesn't come over to him and play with him a lot. Um, so he just wants to be where she is. So, yeah, it'll be yeah. interesting. I think he's going to start being on the move very <laughs> soon, which is not exactly what I want, but um, they'll enjoy running around together, that's for sure. 
Very cool. Thank you so much for coming on today, Alana, and sharing your birth stories with us. I think the listeners will love hearing both of your stories and, and really nice that you were able to have a reasonably natural vaginal birth and you didn't have too many issues. So thank you so much for sharing your stories. Oh, thanks for having me. It's been nice. I always like reliving it. <laughs> thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Kiwi Birth Tales podcast. I really hope you enjoyed it. I'd love to hear your feedback, so either leave a review on the podcast app that you're listening on or head to our Instagram at KiwiBirthTales and leave a comment there. If you're interested in sharing your birth tale, then please head to the Instagram page and use the email link to get in touch. Thanks again for listening. I really look forward to sharing the next episode with you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.